This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where we take a closer look and dig a little deeper into this week's sermon. What's going on, Bible nerds? We're talking about Miriam, so let's take a closer look. Let's do it. Y'all may have noticed, you guys on YouTube, sadly, you guys that listen to the, on the podcast can't see, but we in a new stew. We are in a new stew. And uh, I must say, it looks nice and it feels pretty good to be recording here. It does. It feels, it actually feels more professional, honestly. Well, it feels more like it's our culture. and Well, yeah, so it feels a little bit more like our culture. It feels a little bit more like the set of a Bible podcast should be. I mean, Clayton, behind you, and you can't, you guys on YouTube can't even see all the books. No. But... Probably 50 bucks y'all can't see. This right here is only my New Testament and theology section. Yeah. And behind me, I'm trying to remember, I just moved these here. It's like pastoral and preaching Uh, stuff. Yeah, so it's it's all like uh, preaching, pastoral, community, uh, spiritual formation, like all of it, and once again, and he's got a bunch of other junk over there on that wall. Yeah, and over on this wall over here, there's two more of these bookshelves full, also. So, it it does feel more. You said professional. I think it just feels more like the set of a podcast, like the ones that we run should yeah. be. No, I get that. I get that a lot. Uh, I do like it though. It feels it feels normal. It feels comfortable, right? Yep. Um, it's different than anything we've done before. It is very different than anything we've done before. Um, but I really like it. Yeah, I like it too. I've recorded it in a lot of different places. And we've had two studios now. Mm. The first two looked almost identical. Almost identical. One, the first one just had this, like it was much more narrow and had this weird window like off to the side that always gave this weird lighting thing. And then the second one, it was just an empty room. Yeah. Um, but the wall colors were the same. The set was the same. We didn't change anything. But now, it's a full change. We're in a new place. Got books and shelves, and it feels like a set. Yeah. Let us know in the community group and in the comments for y'all on YouTube as well, uh, whether or not y'all like the new studio. Yeah. Let us Give know. Us your let us know what you think. And if, you, if you're on YouTube and you can read the titles of any of my books... Let me know what you think about those books. And if there's one up there you're like, oh, I'd like to know what that one is, let us know and I'll let you know. I have read probably 80%. Oh, no, more than that. But um, I just did a haul um, not too long ago. And so there's, I don't know, there's probably 15, there's probably 15 or so books out of my entire collection that I haven't read all the way through. So there's only two books on this shelf that I have read. Uh, the Challenge of Jesus and, oh, oh uh, yeah. yeah just Paul in Fresh Perspectives, the yeah. little book by Tom Wright. Yeah, the condensed of these two. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's not actually true. That Paul in Fresh Perspectives was his first version of that. Oh, okay. Now he has a, like a, 
the equivalent of like Paul for everyone. Oh, gotcha. Uh, and so that's a, a different one. That one, Paul and Fresh Perspectives is still more of like on the academic side. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's get into Miriam. Let's get into Miriam. So, Clayton, who is Miriam biologically? The older sister of Moses and Aaron. Yeah, so in Exodus, you know, we've talked about Moses several times. I've, I've done stories on him through restoration stories, and you know, just I've talked, Moses is a key character. We, we've talked Moses to death at this point. Uh, not to death. There's I mean, still a there lot are whole theses and dissertations and books written just on Moses. Yeah. So we hadn't done that, but... I mean, this is episode 37. Yeah. And we've talked about Moses, Moses for a lot. Moses is a lot of it. Yeah. Because he, I mean, he was in, you know, Hebrews 11. He, so we did him in, in restoration, uh, restoration stories. stories. We we've talked him, about him. Uh, 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 what was the one, what was the series before that? Uh, we talked about him once there too. Um, oh, the series before restoration stories was. I'm drawing a blank. Um, I don't remember either. That's, it was, it that's was what we did. It was what we did leading up to Easter. Oh my gosh! Oh no, because what we did leading up to Easter was uh, the parables of Jesus. Oh, you're right. So no, Moses. He was in the one before that. Then I guess I can't remember. I, that I don't far remember. Back. I don't either. It's fine. Anyways, we've talked about Moses a lot. We talked about Moses a lot. Uh, and so God appears to Moses in the burning bush that's not consumed. Right. And. And in there, Moses is like kind of battling back and forth with God. He's like, yeah, I can't do this. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm not qualified. I I got a speech impediment. Like, I can't do this. And God goes, well, get your brother Aaron. He's a good speaker. And he talks good. Bring him with you. Yeah. There's no mention of Miriam here. No. And so, like, you don't even know that she's a character in the story. Right. For a while. You don't know... Up until after they like actually leave Egypt, right? Well, after they leave Egypt and cross, cross the, the Red, Red sea. sea. Yeah. And it's interesting because once they cross the Red Sea, you get the Song of Moses. Right. That's like the first part of chapter 15 of Exodus is the Song of Moses. Right. But then when Moses is done, we get introduced to a new character. Well, actually, and her name is Miriam. Yeah, actually, it says um, so in the, the the NIV have it headed as the song of Moses and Miriam. Okay, so it, it, they're technically two different songs, right? But it's just that's how they list it here. Yeah, and, and I think the, the NRSV, NRSV does it too. No, I think in the NRSV they they break them apart. Yeah, it's the song of Moses in the first part, and then there's a subsection. At the end of verse 19, oh, the song of Miriam. It. I see it. Yeah. But in verse 20, after Moses' song is done, we get introduced into Miriam. And this is the first time she's mentioned in the book. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. I, like, I couldn't find a reference of her before that. And so, man, she's like Jesus in the Gospel of Mark. She shows up on scene and is doing crap. Mm -hmm. In Mark's Gospel, there's no lead up. There's no build up. Like, Jesus steps on the scene, and it's like an action movie. Boom. Mm -hmm. Right out of the gate. And, and the cool thing is, is that the first time she's mentioned, she's called a prophet. Then the prophet Miriam. Yeah. The first time she's mentioned, mm -hmm. the author is like, nope, she is a prophetess. Yeah, so before we get there, I do want to point out, 
in preparation for this, we were looking, and Miriam's the older sister of Moses and Aaron. Yeah. In Numbers um, chapter 12, we're told about their family, the genealogy of Moses. <laughs> Moses' dad... Married his aunt. Married his aunt and had Moses or had Miriam, Moses, and Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so weird to say today. Like in modern culture, yeah, that does sound really weird. Yeah, um, that'd be like you going and marrying your aunt. Yeah, that's weird. And it's man. like, it's just very strange. It's very weird. And yet, like... <laughs> No, that's those forbidden in the law. Like, I just like you shouldn't do that. But I guess we don't have the law yet. And as our dad always says, that crap's written in the law because somebody was doing it. Yeah, Moses's dad was doing it, bro. <laughs> Someone needed to write down what not to do and why not to do it. Yeah, and it, Moses was just this guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, Moses is this guy, or whoever wrote it, but like wrote it down. Yeah, physically. So I did want to just throw that out there because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, like there's a reason there's a reason that crap's written in the law. That that yeah. has to be a disclaimer <laughs> a little bit there. There was some some yeah. weird relations there in their family. Yeah, for sure. So in Exodus 15, we get introduced into Miriam and the text says, then the prophet Miriam, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand. So Moses does this song, and the text just says he sang. He did like that. That's it. There doesn't seem to be. There's no mention of instruments at this point. No. So Moses breaks out in a song of praise as the spiritual leader of Israel. Right. The next person. To step up and take leadership is Miriam. So, and in a, and might I mind you, in a spiritual context, yeah, she steps up. She's leading worship here, essentially. Yeah, she is leading worship here is what's happening. But notice, she's also called a prophet. Mm -hmm. So, she's not just there as like Moses' older sister who's there keeping an eye on him. No. She's there as a spiritual leader. She's leading worship. She's called a prophet, and people begin to follow her. Yep. The text continues, and all the women went out after her with tambourines and dancing. Like, she's a leader. Mm. And then she leads them to sing, sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. She gives all praise back to God. She is a good spiritual leader. Yeah. There is absolutely no doubt that she's a good spiritual leader. Now, in the narrative, I mean, you have to look for that. Yeah. You don't, like, if you're not, if you're just reading this very quickly, you might not catch what the story's actually saying. You might miss it, right? Because it's yeah, just another absolutely. character and it's, Aaron's sister and you know it's like it's you could you could miss it excuse me but there's something I found in 
like prepping for this. Let me pull it up here. This is in Micah chapter 6. Interestingly enough, what's everybody's favorite verse from Micah? I can't remember the exact reference right now, and I hate myself for it, but it's the uh, walk humbly with your Lord, right? Yeah, so it's Micah 6, 8. Micah 6, 8, okay. Uh, He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Yeah, seek justice, love mercy, yeah, okay. And walk humbly. I always think about the uh, that Casting Crown song, Courageous. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So they go, everybody goes there to Micah 6 8. And Micah, Micah is a minor prophet who is dedicated to the cause of justice. Like that is what he is doing in his prophetic book. That it is, is for sure all about justice absolutely that's exactly what he's concerned with yep and it's judgment and then in chapter two it's social evils denounced wicked rulers and prop like it's all about justice yeah you should not miss that that his entire letter is about justice Mm -hmm. and notice in the narrative of exodus and numbers nowhere is miriam called a leader She's called a prophet. We see her doing leadership things like in Numbers 12 where Aaron and Miriam go to Moses and they're like, hey, bro, messing up a little bit. I think that's Numbers 12. I'm getting my references mixed up. It's Numbers 12 or, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Numbers 12. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it is, it is. Numbers 12, which means the genealogy I was referencing is not Numbers 12. It must be in Exodus somewhere. So let me correct that real quick. Uh, no, no, no. It's in, uh, it's in First Chronicles. The sons of... It looks like Ezra, but I know it's not. Um, the sons of Ezra, the Jether, No, nope, it's uh, Exodus 6. 14, or Exodus 6, 20. Amram married Jochebed, his father's sister, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. Okay. So it's also listed in First Chronicles six. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So So coming back, nowhere in the narrative is she mentioned as a leader at all. Then we get to Micah, and Micah is concerned with justice. Mm-hmm. And look at what he does. This is Micah 6, and I'm just going to read the first little bit of this because I think the context is really important here. Hear what the Lord says. Rise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. So what's the case we're pleading here? Justice. Hear, you mountains, the controversy of the Lord and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a controversy with his people, and he will contend with Israel. What's the controversy? Injustice. Oh, my people, what have I done to you? And what have I wearied you? Answer me. 
For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. Before I keep reading. Remember in Hebrews and 1 Peter, it's by faith Moses mm-hmm. led. Aaron is a f- like a footnote in that right. story. Look what Micah does. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Miriam. Yeah, I love it. Micah seems to think she's a she's as influential as the other two. Yeah, because he says I sent you, and this is God speaking. Right, he saying that God has said that he sent Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Yeah, interesting. So God had plans to use three children: Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. All brother, brothers and sisters, right, to redeem his people. But the important part here, there's a woman in there. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I think number one, it it's it doesn't seem out of place for Micah to throw Miriam in there. No, because he's got a call for justice here. Right. And he sees oppression, he sees injustice within the people of Israel, and he's calling them to repentance. And so it makes sense, if he felt this way, that he would include Miriam as a leader of the Exodus. Sure. Now, here's the thing that I think is so fascinating. She's the older sister. Mm Mm-hmm. And she, but they're all siblings. And she does some very influential things, especially like in Numbers 12. She grabs Aaron and says, hey, bro, we got to go talk some sense into Moses here because he ain't doing right. Yeah. Excuse me. But here's the miracle. Outside of all the miracles that we see throughout Exodus, because there's a number of them. There's a bunch. To come, well, let me say, for such an influential group of people from a single family to be such a part of the redemption story of the narrative... Isn't it amazing how broken and screwed up the family unit is? Mm, Yeah. So you got a dad who marries his aunt, a much older woman, births three kids, which in this time, it usually went the other way. Right. The guys married much younger, right? And this is, you know, several thousand years before Mary, but Mary's like 14 Mm. when she has Jesus. So most of the time it went the other way. Right. You married young. This dude chooses to marry up and marries his aunt, has three kids, one of which, by the way, she has to give up Mm -hmm. to go live in Pharaoh's house. And through just some of the trauma that he saw, he kills someone and runs away for his life. 
God reorchestrates after the call of Moses, reorchestrates a family reunion with Aaron. God says, go into the wilderness and meet Aaron. I mean, go into the wilderness and meet Moses. But for people who are leaders of redemption, they sure come from a lot of brokenness. Yeah. Here's what I want every single person listening to this podcast to know. No matter your gender, no matter your social status, no matter how you identify yourself, no matter what baggage you come to the table with, your baggage, your brokenness does not disqualify you from the redemptive work of God or from participating in the redemptive work of God.